Hey everyone, welcome back or welcome to the Walk with Christ podcast. I am Delaney, your host, and this is our 25th episode. I know for the last few weeks I've been a little inconsistent just adjusting back into school, which was a lot harder than I thought if I'm being um super honest and transparent. Um, I'm having a rough time adjusting back to school, but we are back and we are starting a mini series um, about relationship. It's three parts and each part talking about something different um, or a different type of relationship. Um, and now sometimes, anytime someone mentions relationships in the church, that's when like everybody come running. Like you can talk about fasting, you can talk about praying, you can talk about um, learning not to hate, you can talk about fearing God and the churches. Not everyone's that doesn't sound like, you know, good to people, like, to make them want to come. But when we talk about relationships, so everybody come running. And I'm about to forewarn you, this is not about romantic relationships um, directly. Like, this isn't, like, relationship goals or anything like that. Um, this is really just talking about the important relationships in your life and the order of the important relationships in your life. I feel like, for me, one thing I have learned on my walk with Christ is that there is important orders in your relationship with Christ. So today we're going to start with the first one. Um, but first we're going to get into the scripture of the episode, which is Exodus 25 and 8. And it says, they are to make a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell among them. Um, I've been rereading, going back through, um, the Bible and Exodus is one of the books I just finished. And the reason why I reread it was because I was not into it. Like, I thought it was, like, I thought Exodus and Leviticus, after, like, Moses part of the see, it got a little boring to me. And so I ain't gonna lie, I kind of skimmed through the rest of the book. And so I just had the desire to just go back and just actually read it. And I'm really glad I did, or else I would have missed this verse. Um, and so, yeah, I think I did the Exodus scripture in the last, the last video, too. It's just a lot of different things I found that um, are relevant to even today. And it just doesn't seem like it, um, but it is. So that was our scripture for today, Exodus 25 and 8. And then our song for the day is Nothing Without You by Jason Nelson. I really love this song. Here it goes. So, as I mentioned in um, the first, like, before the um, song and scripture, I believe that there is an important, like, not necessarily tier, but, like, order in which your relationship should fall. And so, the very first episode, of course, is about our relationship with God. Like, when you're talking about relationships, that should be the number one relationship in your life. Like, that should be, it shouldn't be you and your mama, you and your man, you and your girlfriend, wife. It shouldn't be none of that. You and your siblings, your best friend. Your first relationship isn't even with ourselves, it's with God, right? Learning to have a relationship with God because that is something that he wanted from the beginning, right? And so um, when we discuss relationships with him, 
um, understanding that he pursued us first, right? Like God literally, like if people look at the Bible as something to like, oh, it's just rules, but it is a very important book basically about how God loves us. Like if you really had to sum it up fully and just like the shortest sentence, God loves us. And it sounds so basic, generic, like it just belongs on a t-shirt. Oh, that's a cute t-shirt. But it's more than that in a sense to understand that it's not just like, oh, I love you. No, like God, lit- like if you see the things he He puts up with us with just because of how much he loves us. You think about what Jesus did on the cross just because of how much he loves us. You'd understand how how great that sentence is. Um, versus me just saying it just because like God literally like loves us in love with us like he is just so in awe of us my friend um I downloaded sims my sister played sims when she was like a teen like when she she still plays it to this day honestly I ain't gonna lie um but she played a lot when she was like back home before she went to college and so I loved it like I used to love playing sims and so when I just got this um computer I downloaded sims of course because I was like yes of course and so I got my friend hooked on it and she was like sitting there and she was making her sims and then she has like them have their lives like jobs and things like that and she's like this must be how God feels about us because like she just loves her sims she's like oh my goodness they're so cute like oh my goodness I'm so happy she's like reading and and stuff like that and so I understand that's how God views us like he's just like that's my child right like he just loves us right even when we were like living a whole life apart from him when we were like just like I'm gonna just live my life God can do him I'm gonna do me um God was still like I want you to come home right even we talked about uh, I want to say episode 17 or something like that, the prodigal son returning home, um, like him leaving and then like him coming back. The father didn't bash him. The father didn't like whoop him or beat him up or anything crazy like that, like or disown him, right? But the father was like, oh my goodness, no. Like they threw a celebration. Like they was like in there partying. Like they was just having a good old time kicking it up. And so um, understanding that God really desires relationship with us, um, most people look at God and think he just, just uh, he wants um, control over our lives, but that's not it. it. He just wants your heart, right? Not in the sense where he's like trying to just take control and be a dictatorship, but in the sense that he's like, I want to get to to know you. I want to have a relationship with you, right? Um, and so I say that there is a, a tier. I don't really want to say tier, but it's like an order in which relationship goes because I feel like from you have a relationship with Christ, you understand who you are, so relationship with yourself, and then from there, you can have a relationship with others, which we'll get into in other episodes, um, but I think it's very important that you first understand how to pursue a relationship with him, and so really what struck this was, when I was reading Exodus, um, like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of, <laughs> like, after they split the Red Sea, the Israelites was kind of getting on my nerves a little bit, I ain't gonna lie, but I think, what really stuck out to me with, with reading that is God went, like, he went into great detail, right? Like, if you tell someone to do something, like, someone's like, I want this. You tell someone to do something, but it's a long process to get there. They're like, I don't even want it no more, right? Um, But with God, he literally, like, because we sin separated us from him, 
he went through this long process, like breaking stuff down, dealing with people who were hard headed, people who were, um, like rebelling. Like he went through this long process, even just Exodus alone, like, um, him describing how to build the temple because God cannot dwell where sin is like he cannot be in unholiness right so which is why you when you read the old testament and a lot of times people who do things with malicious intent with a bad heart they go into places where god is dwelling they instantly die because he cannot dwell in the same place that sin is that's why sin separated us from him adam and eve could no longer be in the garden right and so um that's how holy he is, right? And so, um, God, when you look at him giving them how to build the temple, he goes into the most, like, simplest detail. Like, he goes into, like, super, super fine detail because it's that important to him that we get it right because he doesn't want us to die in his presence. He doesn't want us to, um, to not be able to dwell with him, right? And so he goes through all of this so that we can be with him, that we can dwell with him. And so um, I thought that's really what struck me. It's just really, like, that's why I think it was very important for me to go back and read Exodus because it just helps me see how much more God really loved us to really just, like, be able to, like, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, because I mean, I want to be with you. Like, I want to have a relationship with you. I want you guys to grow, right? And even on the process to Christ, like, all the things he does up from there, just so Christ could get here and save us. Like, honestly, my friend gave me this example. She was like, think about if you had a son, like, would you want it? Like, and they're like, there's this disease in this whole world, and no one can cure the disease. Doctors can't do it. Like, no one, Einstein couldn't even do it. Like, no one with the highest IQ in the world who knows the most, like, knowledge, who has, like, 1,500 degrees could solve this. But the only way to do it is to kill your son. How would you react to that, right? Nobody would want to do that. No one's like, and? Like, that's tough luck on them. But God was like, no, I love my people so much that I'm going to send him. And... He's going to die and be the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice, right? Because all the other stuff just wasn't doing it for eternity. But through Christ, we have eternal life. Through Christ, we are forgiving. Christ is like our Lord in the courtroom. Like, when that judgment day comes, it's like, you've done this, this, and this. But then when we accept Christ into our lives, Christ is there like, no, but I've atoned for their sins, right? And God is looking at us like, oh, like, you know. Right. That's why we say what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, because that's literally like what happened. Right. That's how God sees us. So it literally washes us clean. Um, so what does it look? What does it mean to have a relationship with Christ? Um, and I talked about it not only means to live life with him, but to surrender to him and allow him to have full access in your life. And so if you don't follow me on kingdom purposes, I'm doing this the focus for the year is the intangible, right? Focusing on things that'll help us grow in Christ. And, um, one of those things is, um, surrendering, learning to surrender and to submit. And so I just uploaded today, the submit part of surrendering and submission is being able to give over like 
authority. Like, it's, you're saying, I'm no longer taking the will. Like, God, you literally, like, take the will. You have authority over my life. You have lordship over my life, right? And my bonus mom says this all the time. She's like, a lot of people want Jesus to just be savior, but nobody wants him to be lord. Um, in the sense that people love for him to be like, oh, Jesus saved me. But when it comes to God coming into your life and changing your heart, like transformation, it's like, oh, no, you're too much of my business now. It's like, you got to back up six feet. And so um, this month is talking about surrendering and submitting. And then on the other end of that is surrendering. Um, and I looked up definition of surrendering and this one threw me um, in the sense that it was saying, you are stop you're stopping yourself from fighting and resisting and hiding um from a certain authority and i was like that's so crazy because i don't know why like obviously when you are in history class and they talk about oh this team surrendered to this team then it becomes like oh my goodness they stopped resisting like you understand what that means in that sense but i think i didn't realize that when it came to god that on the other end of surrendering was fighting and so for me i learned that um we have to learn to stop fighting we have to learn to stop hiding and resisting god because that's like that's playing tug war in a sense like god's like i just want you to surrender to me it's like no like, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. Or, like, even sometimes we do it unconsciously, right? Like, sometimes we take um control of things that it's like we start trying to handle it in our own hands, but we can't do it. We literally can't do it. Um, And so we have to learn how to surrender to God, to submit to his will and authority, right? And it sounds like a scary thing. And a lot of people in the world will be like, that's just like him trying to control you. But you know what? I do it. I can trust God. I can submit and surrender and give him control over my life. I can give Christ lordship over my life. Why? Because he has good intentions for me, right? It's different because oftentimes we put our trust in other people and, um, like, yeah, I trust you with this. I trust you with this, but not understanding that sometimes people don't have the best intentions for us, right? That's where discernment really kicks in. Um, but understanding God is not like man. Like, God is, one, he cannot lie, right? He's not going to tell me a lie. And two, he has good intentions for me, right? He literally cares about my life, like me living, and he desires to have a relationship with me. Um, and so I think that's very important when it comes to you walking, your, like, your walk with Christ. Another thing I believe um, it is is, it help, also means understanding who he is, right? One thing I have loved, I've loved, honestly, this gets me through my roughest moments of life, and I've mentioned this before up here, is that I fell in love with who God was, who he is, right? Like, not just for what he can give me, not just for what he can provide me, but the greatest joy of my life outside of, like, I'm like saved, like I'm saved, set free, is getting to fall in love with God. Like that is the biggest part of relationship. Because in relationship, that's where transformation happens, right? It doesn't happen in religion. Religion a lot oftentimes causes bondage, right? But in relationship, Christ is like in me, transforming me. Like every year looking back at from a year ago today, I'm a different person than I was. I had a different mindset than I was. I had different language than I was. I don't hear stuff the same like I used to, right? So watching, like looking back, watching how Christ has literally transformed my life is like really crazy. Um, And so um, 
I think it's very important that you understand who he is because if you don't understand who God is, you don't know who you are. Like, I don't care what the world tells you. I don't care what you have all these articles. If you don't understand who you are, if you don't understand who Christ is, you don't understand who you are. And I say that because back even in Genesis 1, 26, 27, he is literally, God is literally having a discussion with the son and the Holy Spirit saying, because he said, let us, like he was referring to himself, like the Holy Trinity, let us make man in our image. And so if we don't understand who God is, then that's where we fumble with ourselves because we don't understand who we are, right? Even if you go into Psalms, talking about Psalms 139, I believe, where it says, I knew you in your mother's womb. Like, he knew me before my parents knew me, right? So my parents can't even fully tell me who I am, but God can, right? Because God made us. Um, so it's very understanding to understand who he is, Um and not just what we can, what he can give us. I feel like that's a lot of times, especially nowadays, um, where the church messes up because we often like just preach all the time what God can give you, but not understanding just who he is. Um, and I even saw this quote, it was like, we can't be the salt of the world if we keep sugarcoating the gospel. And so we can't expect to make this change if we're like, just like, oh, God gives this, this, this. And he does, right? Not, I'm, I'm not talking about in the, like the spiritual sense outside of the peace and the joy. But I'm talking about in the material sense. Like a lot of preachers preach like materialistic gospel, prosperity or whatever. Um, but if you're like always preaching about that, like that's like every sermon you preach, there's a problem with that because now people are coming to Christ under false pretenses thinking, oh, God's going to give me this, 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 right? Um but we should be looking for the spiritual things, right? The intangible, right? That's why that's our focus for this year. Um, and so we can't fall in love with God with what he can give. Um, because when materialistic things pass away, our pursuit and our desire for him then is like done, right? So we can't just fall in love with him for the materialistic things he can give us, the tangible things we can give us, but rather the intangible things that... um god gives us right that the world can't give um so in that sense it's like how do i get to know god and three ways that i've learned four ways i'm sorry that i've learned is reading your word praying applying the word and being intentional um fasting is another way as well we just came off of this seven day prayer and fasting and honestly i'm not gonna lie it changed my life now Last week, I felt so bad physically. Like, I felt so, so bad physically. Like, it was me versus me last week. It's me versus me today, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, But physically, I felt so bad. But spiritually, I felt great. Like, I was hearing from God in a way I've never heard from him before. Um, And everything else in my head just seemed, like, quiet. And his voice was just, like, loud, right? Like, despite what was going on. Um, and so fasting definitely is a really great way to starve your flesh of the things that you used to so that you can feed your spirit. Um, so that's one of the ways prayer is another way. Prayer is a conversation with you and God, right? You and God having this conversation, um, and you praying like praying to say, God, can you show me more of you? Like help me to receive you with open eyes, ears, heart, um, and see you, more in the world, right? Not just looking out in a physical sense, but looking out in a spiritual sense. So that's, um, 
that's how prayer for me is allowing me to see God better in my life and just in the lives of others too. Um, another thing is reading your word. God's word says so much about who he is. Like if you just read God's word, each author talks about God in a different way, right? That's why I think the Bible is so special because you get all these different people from these different backgrounds and they each see God in a different way, right? Just same thing with me and my friends, right? my friends um when we go to church I may see God one way they may see God another way not that like they're all like one is bad one's good no like we all have like for example right now God is my refuge like he's God is a lot of things to me he's my father he's my friend he's Emmanuel he's you know what I'm saying Alpha and Omega Lord of my life like you know Jehovah Jireh he's all these things but if I had to like when you ask me like the first thing I'm probably going to say is he's my refuge right? He's my safe space. Like, especially in a time of college and when I know I used to struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression, I used to cope by sleeping. Like sleep was my coping mechanism to when life would get crazy. And the problem with that was I would go to sleep. I would like go to sleep. Problems would be there. Sleep, not feel nothing. Like I just not feel nothing. Wake up, problems still be back. And the problem with that for me was it was a temporary solution. So in my mind, it was still just like sending me like, this is not it. Um, but when I came to Christ, like I remember feeling like the worst of the world was on fire. And I'm just sitting in the fire. Like, I'm just like, I'm good. Like, God is good. My circumstances may not be, but God is great. Right. And so feeling that for me, just like really is where that fire for him came from, because it's like you literally make you take all the mechanisms that I use to cope with, like that were temporary, that did not work from my past life and now you're my coping mechanism like being with you is my coping mechanism I can't go to nothing else right and so um reading your word really just shows you so much about who God is um and so that really helps me understand who he is better. It gets to, it helps me get to know him better. His intentions, right? I talked about God having good intentions from us. I learned that not from just reading his word, but seeing it, um, which goes into applying the word of God. And so Jesus says, which is really where this um, title, Walk with Christ, comes from. He said, anyone who is willing to follow me will pick up their cross and follow him, right? And so it's not always easy to pick up your cross but in the sense that we're dying to ourselves right and it's not always easy right because Jesus had to pick up a physical cross it wasn't easy for him but for us ours is a spiritual cross into which we're dying to our old selves we're dying to flesh right choosing the spirit choosing to take the word of God and allow it to seep into our hearts we meditate on it and it transforms our life excuse me guys so um, we have to take his word and just apply it to our lives, right? It's not always easy. Um, and one thing I do like to use, if you go follow my, um, main page, Lana Christine, I have a template for the soap method and I did not like using this method at first. I'm not going to lie. I actually really did not like it, but I got to, um, like continue to keep trying it and it really opened my eyes especially in a lot of passages that are very old like they're talking about things that we don't do anymore it's like what does that have to do with me it really helps open my eyes to those things and 
like understanding that nothing's new under the sun. So the things they did back then do exist today, just in different forms, right? Of course, they didn't have TikTok back then, but they had some form of entertainment or something else that might take up their time. So understanding that it may not be the same thing, but nothing's new under the sun. It just comes in different forms. Um, so applying the word in James, it talks about not just being a hearer of the word, but a doer too. So um, that to me is, it sticks out a lot for me. Um, and then the last one being intentional. I think being intentional was a word for a season of my life for a while. Like actually intentionally spending time with Christ um, and spending time with him like he like you spend time with loved ones right so like if i am like hanging out with my friends i'm gonna text him and be like hey you guys want to do a movie on saturday or something like that i'm intentionally setting out time to spend with them so that we can grow together um and so you have to learn how to be intentional about god like don't run across your time with god like accident like well let nothing else do so i guess i'll just read my bible and that's like how you do every day and even though yes it is good that you're getting your word i think it's very important that you try to carve out intentional time because that is what takes priority over your life um and so like i said understanding who god is produces clarity and helps you identify um yourself like you understand your identity and the relationships that god has sent us um and so, like I said, some things I think would, I wrote down some things that stick out for me right now a lot is about his personality, is refuge, meaning that he is in my safe space. Um, holy has been a really big one for me lately too, just understanding how like holy he is, like how perfect, how just like, even like, I can't even describe him. Like, it's so crazy. Um, another one is Emmanuel meaning God with us, um, Savior and Lord, um, loving and forgiving. Um, and so I think one thing I would suggest is taking time during solitude to have intentional time with him and get to know who he is. Understanding his love and his care and his intentions for us really just helps us grow in our relationship with him to understand who he is. Um, and like I said, this is just like one of the, like the first part of, the series because all of these things tie together when we talk about relationships and most people don't realize that so most people wonder why a lot of their relationships are toxic i'm sorry i couldn't speak for a second they wonder why a lot of their relationships are toxic is because they don't understand how to have relationships because they don't know themselves and they don't know themselves because they don't know jesus and it just goes into this whole cycle and now you're stuck in all these toxic relationships and all these unhealthy people around you who are not pouring good things into you um, and that goes for like romance relationships too. It's not just for platonic ones. Um, it's funny because I literally remember like talking about desiring romantic relationships. I remember God being like, you want all like this romantic relationship. And God was like, I literally like, you're looking for this love and I'm literally right here. Like not saying that, um, he would never give it to you or like wanting a relationship is not bad, but it comes to when you start idolizing relationships or marriage or anything like that, it's like, God's like, I'm literally right here. Like I'm your first love. Like this is like, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, it's important that we build relationships with each other. Um, but it's more so it's important that we build relationships with Christ. Like, it's really important that we build relationships with Christ, that we give him 
our heart because he wants our heart right um and so yeah so if I really had to tell you anything from this episode honestly it's just get to know who God is like get to understand who he is his care his love and his um his intentions towards you because I feel like from that that's where everything else is like 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 yeah I can that I have that trust with him now so yeah okay so I am about to pray us out thank you Lord God for allowing us here today thank you for allowing us to come back together once again Lord God to just learn and just grow in you as a community Lord God Lord God, help us to see and understand you better, Lord God, in a way that we have never had before. Um, Lord God, continue to be with us, Lord God, wherever we are in this moment of our life. Send your love, your peace, your comfort, Lord God, and just rest, Lord God. Um, We just want to thank you and honor you for how great you are, for just how wondrous you are and wondrous works, Lord God, wondrous love, Lord God, that no word can really describe how great you are. And so, Jesus, we just come before you, Lord God, asking these things in your name. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, I don't honestly have too much to say. Um, stay tuned for relationships part two. Um, and I think that's it. So, I love you guys, and I will see you guys in the next episode.